0: this is a cna podcast now health matters with daniel martin welcome aboard everybody to health matters in this edition on december the 8th celine dion announced that she was suffering from an incurable disease a neurological condition known as stiff person syndrome it's very rare and and some descriptions has said that it leaves people as quote human statues where 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 the body and the muscles are locked into rigid positions she put out a video on her social media platforms in english and in french talking about her diagnosis here's a bit of dion herself while we're still learning about this rare condition we now know this is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. Unfortunately, these spasms affect every aspect of my daily life, sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to. That's Dion from her social media page where she put out those two videos talking about her diagnosis with stiff person syndrome. How do we understand this better and how rare are we talking about? Dr. Jean Tan joins me, an associate consultant from the Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. Dr. Tan, welcome to the show. Hello there.
1: Hi, good afternoon, Daniel.
0: What is this condition, stiff person syndrome? I think many of us are hearing about it for the very first time when the singer talked about it in her announcement there.
1: Yes. So I think um, it is a very rare disorder to start with. And uh, basically, it is a condition where there is uh, rigidity as well as stiffness of the muscles that tends to affect the uh, trunk and the limbs. And this is superimposed with uh, what we call painful spasms, where there's a painful contraction of the muscles. And um, it's a very rare disease. It only affects about one to two per million people uh, throughout the world. And it was first described in uh, 1956, you know where they noticed there's this wooden man appearance uh, in 14 patients. And uh, this has progressed over the years with uh, what we call falls as well as instability when they are walking. And uh, so far since 1956, there's actually quite a lot known. I mean, even though it's rare, um, a lot of studies have been done. Uh, it's primarily an autoimmune disease what we, where there is uh, autoantibodies against our own proteins. And when that happens, it disrupts the protein function. And the particular protein that is commonly associated with this this uh, safe person syndrome is the Gap protein. And when uh, this GAT protein basically helps to synthesize a neurotransmitter called GABA, which is basically an inhibitor transmitter. And the whole body neural network is basically a yin and yang. Mm. So uh, when there is an inhibitory and excitatory, and when there's excessive excitation, when you take away the inhibitory pathway, because the GAT protein is unable to synthesize the GABA neurotransmitter, then you get persistent contraction of the muscles. And this is what, what we are seeing now in this uh, state person syndrome.
0: So when the neurotransmitter is not present because it's not being able to be produced in that sense. Um, Correct. When it's not present, why, why has that happened in the first place? Is this something that mm. was always there for that person? Has something caused that scenario to arise? I mean, she's in her uh, later years. Um, is this something that someone someone's born with and it comes on later in life?
1: Yeah. So um, for now, we know that it is an auto antibody production. Mm. What causes the immune system to go disarray to produce an antibody against their own, you know, against the own protein rather than you know attacking like uh, foreign proteins such as the virus, the bacteria, is not known. Mm. But when it does happen, it does affect the function of individual proteins that's present. And unfortunately, uh, it does affect women. Uh, so in the case of Celine Dion, yes, uh, it, more than men. So two times more in women than men. And it generally affects the adults uh, normally between 20 to 60 years old.
0: Yeah. But looking at the incidence and the stats that you just mentioned, my goodness, yeah. one or two per million. So, I mean, she really wasn't using hyperbole when she said <laughs> it's a one in a million because that's a common phrase, right? One would assume. Yes. But it really is one or two per million. Having said that, anecdotally, do we know if there's been any incidences in Singapore recorded? Yes.
1: Uh, Yeah, we do see uh, uh, intermittently uh, cases of stiff person syndrome in Singapore uh, that are admitted uh, due to, you know, like stiffness of the trunk uh, or painful spasms, okay, and uh, muscle uh, cramps, for example, they present with that. And then sometimes they can present with progressive weakness uh, in terms of because of the stiffness. And then they can have falls and they can also present that uh, to us as well. We do see a handful, but like I mentioned, it's not very common. Mm. So we do see less than five cases in the last uh, few years actually. Mm.
0: Yeah. Dion also mentioned in her statement on her social media platform, things like how it's affecting her vocal cords as well. So not just the trunk, the underarms the and the legs. It,
1: could it yeah. actually affect... Th- the speaking mechanisms okay so um vocal cords are you well, know it's a muscular system right to, to to for the vocal cords to work. so we will expect um, it, it can be involved but again it's very rare. So most commonly is trunks and the proximal limb. there are a few case reports in the world maybe about one or two that we we can find that talks about uh involving the vocal cords but again it's very very rare in a very rare disease. Mm. yeah. So it's quite unfortunate for her actually.
0: Yes. So Dr Tan, how often is one experiencing these spasms or these locking up of the muscles? Is it intermittent? Is it triggered by something? Or is it there all the time?
1: Yeah, so it is a fluctuating condition. It's intermittent. Okay. Um, but it also can be triggered by uh, what we call uh Uh, startle response. Okay, so essentially, like sudden sounds, sudden touch stimulus can also trigger a spasm. And there's also uh, psychological factors. Okay, Uh, for example, uh, anxiety or sudden uh, emotional uh, stress can also trigger the spasm. Or it can be just a simple movement of the muscles that also can trigger the uh, spasms. And when the spasm happens, unfortunately, it comes with pain and this is what is disabling for the patient.
0: Dr. Tan, we've heard about something else maybe, maybe as rare as well, but people have heard about something known as stone man syndrome. Is, is that similar or different to what we're discussing here?
1: That is also very rare. Okay, um, stone man syndrome, otherwise known as Dysplasia Ossifans progressiva, basically, as the name suggests, is basically a replacement of the muscles as well as soft tissue with bone and when that happens you get uh, what we call skeletal malformation and fusion process happening and yes the patients do get also issues with balance with walking okay and they do get painful uh episodes when the bone uh, starts to replace the muscles and the soft tissue but it's slightly different in the sense that the Basis of this disease is basically uh, mainly in childhood. They start from childhood, okay, uh, and it's a genetic disorder. Uh, Patients normally have a genetic malformation such that there is basically uh, the great toe is basically malformed at birth, and then there's progressive disease due to the bone replacement, replacing the muscles and the soft tissue. So So it's it's slightly different.
0: Not an autoimmune function here.
1: Yes, correct. It's slightly different in terms of the basis.
0: Yeah. But the, out, the outcome sounds and looks very similar.
1: <laughs> oh Well, one is a muscle stiffening. This one is more like, the stoneman syndrome is more like, uh, basically they're just being replaced with bones. Wow. Yeah, And and yeah, so unfortunately, it's a, both are very unfortunate events.
0: It yeah. is absolutely bizarre that the body is capable of doing things like this. It sounds like something out of science fiction <laughs> almost, right? I mean, to hear about yeah. your, your muscles locking in place or bones, replacing what should not be there i'm curious though let's swinging back to stiff person syndrome how would somebody get diagnosed for something like this i mean because it's so rare i would i would assume that when somebody goes in for things like spasms or the pains that they've been having that there's not a very high index of suspicion for something like stiff person syndrome
1: Yes, correct. So um, that's the reason why it takes a long time for diagnosis for most patients. Okay, but there is some diagnostic criteria that we normally go by uh, where, like I mentioned, there's stiffness in the torso muscles, the skeletal, uh, the paraspinal muscles, uh, the back muscles, and patients tend to have what we call a fixed deformity where there's an arch back or what we call hyperludosis kind of posture. Uh, There's also superimposed painful spasm, So that's very key to to the uh, stiff person diagnosis, the clinical uh, assessment of the patient. And then at the same time, we can do uh, what we call muscle assessment, what we call electromyography test, where we test the muscle contraction. And normally there will be basically continuous muscle contraction that we can monitor uh, in the uh, neurodiagnostic lab. And uh, Lastly, nowadays we actually test for antibodies because we know that it's an autoantibody mediated uh, condition. So we will do the testing for the known antibodies in uh, from the blood sera. So with this as a, a multi-modal kind of diagnostic criteria, we can then uh, be more certain about the condition and diagnose as the person.
0: Yeah, it's it's very complex. It sounds like a very complex process to get that confirmation of diagnosis. Is it a long journey to get that confirmation?
1: Um. Okay. So for most patients, because um, we we try to get uh our suspicion uh, high in the list because there are different variants of uh, Steve Person syndrome. And in particular, there are a few that uh, other than the antibody associated. There's also what we call malignancy-related uh, conditions that can present as stiff person syndrome. So these are the group of patients that will respond uh, to certain treatments. So for that, we we normally have a high index of suspicion. So if a patient comes in that is stiff with painful spasm and it's a more, what we call a subacute over months kind of onset, then we might uh, have a higher risk of a higher suspicion and then we would then uh, assess the patient accordingly.
0: So Dr Tan is this a foregone conclusion? Is there no cure? Is this an incurable disease that's just going to get worse? Is there, are there interventions or treatments that can help?
1: Yeah so the disease itself, the understanding of the disease has progressed a lot in the last 40-50 uh, years. And now that's actually uh, what we call disease-modifying treatment. So depending on the type or variant of Steve person syndrome, uh, if they are antibody positive, we can actually institute uh, immunomodulation therapy, Okay, uh, which is more or less uh, kind of disease-modifying. That We can also uh, have... Uh, uh, basically a multidisciplinary approach to treatment of Steve Person syndrome, which we will involve basically our allied health colleagues such as the physio-occupational speech therapist, the social worker to address the patient's disability, help to maintain their function and also address the patient and family coping needs and in addition we also have a symptomatic treatment for the pain and the stiffness we have the muscle relaxants we have the antispasmodics because we know the pathway that is affected so we can then uh, kind of try to replace that pathway uh, deficiency and do we is it successfully done uh yes so for example those that are uh, antibody positive uh they do respond to immunomodulation in terms of uh, uh, the progression of the disease. Uh, basically, it reduces their stiffness. It also, some of them will also get uh, what we call encephalopathic. There's a subtype of a stiff person known as a PERMS, P R M S. Uh, and when that happens, they do respond to uh, immunomodulation therapy. Then, as mentioned also, there is also um, about 5 to 10% of this person syndrome that has a cancer predominance. They can precede the cancer discovery. And so we normally do uh, what we call cancer staging, looking for the primary source. And then with the treatment of the cancer, they do improve. And the common cancers that are normally associated are the breast, the lung, and the colon cancer.
0: So you see on top of that, all you're also thinking about cancer risk as well. Huh? Yes, correct. <laughs> So, is that usually a protocol or a next step that would happen? Somebody like Celine Dion would probably be going through cancer screening as well now?
1: Um, so, it really depends. So, like I mentioned, we will look at uh, basically her antibody profile. There are certain autoantibodies that are more, uh, they are highly linked to uh, what we call perineoplastic uh, steve-person syndrome. Then, that might trigger uh, uh, basically a cancer screening protocol.
0: So... In terms of quality of life going forward after a diagnosis is confirmed like this, can you talk to us a little bit about what that is? Because obviously people are, I think, a little bit more keenly interested in this because wow, this is a global superstar. Concerts, performances, that kind of outgoing lifestyle is 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 her nature. That is that is her bread and butter, that's what she loves to do. Is is that virtually impossible for somebody with stiff person syndrome? Okay. Um, so
1: yes. Quality of life do get affected. Okay, that uh, unfortunately sixty five percent of these patients cannot independently carry out what we call activities of daily living. So simple things like dressing, walking, even bending forward, driving, all these things we can't, they can't do. Okay, then there's also the other aspects where because they are stiff, they are predisposed to falls, and also you know subsequently um fractures as well, and this. Falls can also be uh, precipitated by what we call the spasm, like I mentioned, the painful spasm that can happen. And because of all this fear of the spasm of falling, patients tend to uh, go towards you know mobility aids like canes, wheelchair earlier than. When the severity severity of the disease doesn't warrant it, and that kind of predispose them to getting even more stiff, getting contractures of the large joints, and and you know this this kind of basically impede their quality of life. Mm.
0: Uh, Dr. Tan, thank you for providing some clarity on stiff person syndrome, the condition that Celine Dion has been diagnosed with and talked about recently. It it does sound like something that, I mean, like you said, one or two per million, extremely rare, but very tragic to deal with as well. Dr. Jean Tan there, Associate Consultant from the Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. I'm Daniel Martin. And to listen to more of my Health Matters podcasts, head on over right now to cna.asia slash listen, click on cna read on demand and that's where you see the health matters podcast before making any decisions based on the information in our program please consult a medical professional